I Suck at Dating with Dean Ungler, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. Still the title. We're still working on it. Still keep tweeting me your suggestions because I promise you, one of these days, hopefully soon, it will change. And all it takes is a little bit of effort, and I'm trying my hardest. But I'm joined in studio today by Easton. Hello. You know him. You love him. He tunes in every once in a while. No Mark, no Amy, no Erica today, but I have two other special guests. We have Carmelia and Carmelio Ray. Carmelia Ray, yes. And Courtney from my season of Bachelor Winter Games. Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, so we are joined, like I said, by Carmelia. She is the host, uh, or I guess she's a 25. I think I saw in the preview of 23 years. 25, 25 now. 25-year matchmaking veteran, uh, dating coach and star of Mom vs. Matchmaker. It's the number one series on cable networks, uh, Mixed TV. And I think the numbers, you've helped over 60,000 signals um, and facilitated more than 1,000 marriages. Is that true? Uh, I've had over 65,000 conversations with singles in 25 years. And yes, I've seen thousands of marriages. So that's that's like, that's, I'm trying to do the math. 3,000 conversations roughly per year. That's a lot of work. That's, that's, that's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a lot of work. I started in 1992 before Match.com, so... Yes. Okay, and, and we just watched a bit of um, Mom vs. Matchmaker here, at least the, the teaser for season one. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit more about that, a little bit more about you, and um, just kind of like to the lesser-informed listener. Sure. Uh, well, Mom vs. Matchmaker season three oh, season is three. launching April 10th uh, from, on Mixed TV, and you saw trailer one for Mom vs. Matchmaker and episode two, so... I've planned now, or we have planned about 60 blind dates with singles all across, you know, that moms choose. And so basically it's a battle between myself and a mom to see who's a better matchmaker. So we're trying to win the role of Cupid based on the fact that challenging mom knows best versus my skills as a matchmaker. And you're setting up the the daughter of the mother, or is it? Could it be anyone besides a daughter, like a, 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 son, ne- a niece? son or daughter. Okay. And both LGBT and straight. Okay. So I'm really meet, it's it's reality. So in real life, I don't meet my contenders until I meet them on air. And I get a very short window of time to find a dater, train a dater, and hopefully have that person pick my choice. It's amazing. It's such a unique, mm. uh, I guess, outlook on a, on a dating show. Yeah, so um, I see two very eligible bachelors for season four. Of my <laughs> team. Um, sorry, mom, you lost. <laughs> it's tough going up uh, against a parent of someone you're trying to find a date for, because obviously, generally, your parents know you best, and then they've seen your dating history. They've seen the sort of partners you brought home or introduced them to. You'd think they'd have a pretty good idea. Well, let so. me ask you: If I was to go up against your mother, yeah, what would you think the competition would be like? See, I had a conversation with my mum the other day, actually, and okay. she uh, met someone, well, not the other day, a little while ago now, but she pointed out straight away, she's like, you have a type. She's like, think about this, 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 and she pointed out all the similarities of every girl I'd brought <laughs> home and introduced to my parents, and she was spot on, and I, it actually made me realise that I have a type, and it took my mum to realise that before I did, so she's so, got a good idea. So you have a close, so this is, a, a, this is one example of a relationship between parent and child, because... Not all relationships are like this. Right. In many cases, the mom's perception of who the child needs or wants is totally different than what's the reality. Right? So, and you happen to be someone that 
your mom's met your partners by the sound of it. I still live at home, so she's got no choice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Has your mom met all your partners in the past? My family's pretty far removed from the equation, so they don't necessarily weigh in on those types of decisions. Okay. Okay. Well, in in your particular case, yes, moms are great competition. I I that's what makes the show. It it is because the moms have a strong opinion. Now, whether or not those moms are correct mm. are another story because there's the per, there's the parent who wants their child to be with a certain person, and sometimes that person is who they see them with, not necessarily who the child wants to be with. Right. Fair enough. So someone like their husband or wife. Oh, exactly. Like yeah. their husband. In fact, I, I did a couple of every part of the segment in the interviews when I meet the single, I go through a series of matchmaking questions. So I do the intake to get my kind of 45 minutes to an hour with this person, mm. asking them all the questions so that I can go and find them their match. And... And a lot of the times when I talk to the moms, I get to meet the moms for a short time. They're like, my son wants somebody exactly like me. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm thinking, sure. I know who's winning this competition. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Checkmate. Can we yeah. get like an abbreviated version of those 45 minutes that you spend with uh, the son, the daughter, whoever it is? Like what kind of, kinds of questions are you asking? Uh, what are really like, what helps you get to know them best, you think? Well, I ask the questions that the moms probably don't ask. So like a lot of those. stuff? Uh, well, because it's first date, okay. <laughs> we're not really, that's kind of like relationship okay. date. You're talking about um, down, home Dave. run. Calm down. <laughs> Where my mind goes. That's, no, that's, that's, that's on, why you suck no. at dating. <laughs> you go you for the suck. home run questions <laughs> on night one. I like, will, so you like leather and bondage? Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to last if you don't. <laughs> you you got to set the, uh, the, the basis for moving forward, you yeah. know? Yeah. Huh? Sure. So we know where his priorities are, but no, in, in all seriousness, yes, I don't, I ask about sexual orientation, right. so that's Important. step one. Um, the other uh, conversation that we ask about are what are the physical attributes? Like, who do you find attractive, right? Um, so we're going to be, I look at an overall picture, lifestyle, attitude, values, goals, physical traits, personality traits. I hit all the important criteria to maintain and sustain a relationship. And more importantly, I ask some key questions like, oh, now I'm giving this away, guys. Like, because if we have more episodes, the moms are going <laughs> to take notes here. But that's fine. I'm I'm totally confident. Um, <laughs> I'll ask things. I will ask things like describe a perfect date. Talk to yep. me about the best experiences that you've had. Like mm -hmm. I really try to get to know them, so that when I work with the person I'm picking, I try to see and, and envision: is this somebody that's going to deliver the dream date? Do they have the confidence? Do they have the key compatibilities? Do they have the physical look? I mm -hmm. can't get it right on all marks, but it's ninety percent. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes a hundred. I always struggle with that. <laughs> I always struggle with that question too. Describe your perfect date. So Courtney, can you describe your perfect date? My perfect date. Yeah, date. look, I'm a I'm a pretty simple guy. Uh, love being by the water, so it's either at a beach or at a lake or whatnot. Uh, and I'm a simple person when it comes to food and, and drinks. So red wine, always. I'm a I'm a wine guy. Love red wine. And then I like fish and chips. I think by the oh. ocean, fish and chips. Boom, ticks the boxes. Maybe a little block of chocolate afterwards. Okay, do you, see, do you see what he just did? What's that? He gave away all the secrets. So guess what? Guess what Tell your me. perfect date's going to look like? Tell me. Everything you just described. Perfect. Because it's, <laughs> it's cheap. Yeah. Simple. Your perfect everything, date is what you just said is perfect. Everything. <laughs> wow. But, you, but, you've done it again. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now I know why Bingo. they pay you the big bucks. Do you know what? He's going to be sitting there with the best fish and chips, with a beautiful view of the water, with an amazing girl. Yeah. Or boy. And a, or or boy. boy, yeah. Or boy and a box of chocolates. Yeah, the dream. Yeah. 
Sorry, mom. No, I can't believe you just got that <laughs> from, from what I just said. That's unbelievable. Um, that, I will get a lot more from the two. The Bachelor should hire you <laughs> to cast to, the, to cast yeah, the there we men go. and women. Okay, gotcha. So we're in season three of this Mom vs. Matchmaker yes. now, right? And you were a host of seasons one and two? Yes. Nice. I am the matchmaker. Uh, so the competition gets fiercer and fiercer. These moms are watching episodes. They're watching all the previous episodes. They are taking notes. Really? I am giving away some secrets. But at the end of the day... You know, I have my Rolodex. I have mm. my assistant. I have an assistant, Patrick, who helps me, you know, plan the dates, curate the dates. I have access to amazing dating professionals. Right. So I go through date training. Let me ask you, because you suck at dating, apparently. 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 If you could have a magic wish for one area where you have a weakness in when it comes to women... What would that be? Weakness how? Like weak in the knees or weakness like I'm not. No, not weak in the knees. Like like a dating skill. Where where are you lacking? Uh, I think I often lack uh, in the empathy department. Okay. That's great. So you lack in empathy. Where does that show up? Um, My inability to, I guess, relate to people. Like when people are like super emotional about certain things. I can show emotion, but I have I have trouble relating to those emotions, and it, it doesn't come across as like necessarily negative, but it definitely. Um, do you go to a different place, or do you just not have? I just I just have a very like logical and, and rational way about thinking about things, and so when people are like talking about that kind of stuff, which I obviously appreciate, and I I want them to be able to open up to me. I just have trouble, I guess, relating to it on a way maybe that it seems it's fine, but I think that I could do better at it, you know. So this is the the chance where a dating coach or myself, let's say you were the single and I had I had to train you, mm -hmm. I would take an expert and work on the empathy piece. Whether yeah. that is role playing a situation, putting you in a in a place where you can practice more empathy is also what Important. we would do. Right. Or find a girl who's equally like you, who doesn't emote as much, that's on your level. That I'm also I, I'm also really bad at making plans. So like oh, I, I love hanging out and I, I love, love being it. around whoever I'm dating, but I'm bad at being like, all right, we're going to be doing this at this time, et cetera, et cetera. So you don't have to time. worry about that. I take that all away. My day concierge will plan all the dates for you. You will be like a Romeo and problem solved. There we go. How much does all this cost? Yeah. Can I hire this person full time? Or? Yeah. What app do I need to download? And that's the benefit of The Bachelor is they're like, yeah. all right, you want a date? You're going on a date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what you're doing. He's yeah. a Ferrari. Well, then that's <laughs> why you're on the, the show and a favorite, right? Because yeah. that's part of the that's part of the dating plan. When people, when you actually look at it, like help I suck at dating. I don't like planning dates. Work with a date planner. I suck at emoting. Okay, talk to a relationship coach. Yeah. Right? Like. Figure out where your weaknesses are and work Focus on, on those them. things. That makes and a lot of sense. Help. Yes. What, well, since areas. since tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Yes. Let's talk about that for a second. So, what are some I guess dating advice or dating tips that you can give to the listeners who are either in a new relationship or a long term relationship, however long? What what are some advice you can give for Valentine's Day? I guess. You know, I think that if you can show up on Valentine's Day without bringing the traditional you know, flowers and chocolate, a great thing to, it's, it's the, the, what's that phrase? I get stuck on that. Thoughts count, like the yeah. simple things, yeah. right? Whether it's, instead of going out for dinner, suggesting a home cooked meal. Making dinner, yeah, yeah. Right? That is me to a tea because I've yeah. never had enough money to take a I girl love, out. Anyway, I love, I will buy her <laughs> gifts. So I'm always like, well, I, I drew you a picture. You know, it's a good thing you know how to cook. frame that you I'm know, yeah. If you yeah. drew a wood. picture yeah. from recycled wood, oh my goodness, that I would just be found like it on the ground. Amazing. So yeah, called it recycled to make you, it sound a little <laughs> classier. Um, 
Well, that's great. I mean, mm. so you're saying you're saying it's good amazing. to kind of break the mold and, and go against the grain and do something different. Always, always do something different. That's what has people remember how they feel, mm-hmm. like the memories, the extra uh, time that you took to make a card instead of buy a card, right? Mm-hmm. Make a meal instead of buy the meal. You're a horrible date planner. So if anyone was with you and knew that you, whether you hired someone or you did it yourself, they would know if they knew you that this took a lot of effort for you to plan this date and make a reservation, mm-hmm. right? That sure. would make a big. That would be a big deal. And listening, I suppose it'll show that you listen too, Dean. Like if you make a spaghetti yeah. bolognese and she's allergic to <laughs> pasta <laughs> and she's having yeah. a black dick and she's like, well, yeah. I mean, I yeah. might do that intentionally so I could have just I two think, dinners. Yeah. You, know? you know, when you not, you're not listening, Dean. <laughs> yeah, like I'm vegan and you've made. <laughs> Make pasta. <laughs> I, I think, oh, my God, that actually happened with a mom and um, an Italian mom in season one. Uh, found a girl, didn't ask her very many questions. It was the prettiest girl on the street that she could find. And her son, he's Italian, first of all, and the son loves pasta. And they're at a restaurant, and he's ordering meal a, a meal, and she's completely vegan. Hmm. And so it was like because we all know the, the best mother- way, the best way to match someone is just based purely off of looks. If they're um, if they're both attractive, yeah. it's going to work well, this, out. No this mother, what. Surely. this mother, surely, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where is your stance, and what are your thoughts on dating apps these days? Because there's a billion oh. out there, and it seems that's the way everyone's meeting someone, just swiping left or right or however it works. It's either a dating app or a TV show these days. Yeah. Oh uh, well, I I mean, and and we actually do matchmaking on television, don't we? You meet people yeah, and absolutely. form real relationships. Yeah. So. Everyone sign up to a TV show. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, you get a TV show. You get a TV show. Yeah, abc.com slash casting. Um, um, okay, so so back to your question. Yeah, dating, dating apps. apps. Yeah. Dating apps are a tool. I When I work with a single person to help them find love, it is not, uh, you know, focused on one thing. First of all, what you should know about dating apps is that everybody has one or used them. Have either of you guys used a dating In the past. A few past. years ago, yeah, I was. I haven't. No? Never. Okay. Well, see, to, and do you have challenges meeting people sometimes? I prefer to meet someone in a more organic, confronting way where the nerves just get, you know, where you really do start to butterfly up in the chest and you're going, there's a good-looking girl just there. How am I going to approach this? And then I, I quite like that that feel that adrenaline, I suppose, of going wow. up and saying, hey. You are you know, a rare bird. The rawness <laughs> of it. But Not the a lot thing, of the, men the, can... We'll say that. Well, that's the thing as well. But I mean, I, I don't have a job. So okay. I, I spend a lot of time out and about and whatever. So I do have that time in the middle of the day at a shopping center or at a cafe or at a, a night out or something like that to meet people, um, you know, out and about. So it's probably not the same for everyone. I suppose confidence is key. Uh, yes. And it is very confronting. It's very nerve wracking. But I think when you break through that and you <clears> just approach someone, it's, it's the best feeling. Well, for people who don't have that ability or skill (laughs) set, which is a large number of singles in this population, a dating app is a tool to help them connect with other single, like-minded people. Mm -hmm. So anytime I've ever spoken to a dating app, for example, The League just launched in Toronto. I met their founder, Amanda Bradford. She's a Stanford grad. So when she was on Tinder and when she was single looking for a match, she found it really hard to find someone on her level. Mm -hmm. So what does she do? She creates The League because it... It matches people according to occupational and educational uh, compatibility, Mm -hmm. which was important to her. So dating apps are not going away. There's something new launching all the time. And I think that if you're single and actively looking, you should at least try one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I agree. I wonder if you could go about, because a lot of people like to kind of punch out of their weight class, you know? So like say I'm like a (laughs) 
GED having guy that loves to date girls that only have like their doctorate or something like that. I yeah. don't know. Just something to consider. As in people date uh, out of their out have, of their weight class. Out yeah. of their weight, yeah. I mean I Well, oh, you'll never make it onto the league then, will you? I guess Unless not. You're a university I guess the vetting graduate. process is pretty <laughs> pretty uh Yeah, yeah. Well that that's a that's a different vetting process, but there are other apps that we're all known, like Tinder, that is popularized by physical looks. So mm-hmm. if that's important to you, you would go to that. I, I think, think it's one component for sure. Yeah, I mean, so, well, Tinder so let me doesn't ask you have this. a lot of matchmaking algorithm, from my understanding. So, so, so when you're matchmaking um, on this TV show, Mom vs. Matchmaker on Mix TV, by the way, yeah. Um, <laughs> when you're matchmaking on that TV show, do you uh, you have to take, I guess, looks into consideration, or is it solely based off of the questions that they answer? I guess it's depending on whether they answer whether looks are important to them or not. But uh, absolutely, and I think for every person that I interviewed, every single person. Uh, placed physical attraction and some sort of attraction as important. Yeah. There wasn't anyone I met that said it didn't matter. Right. If you're going to so spend the rest of your life with someone, you want to find them physically attractive. Yeah, I think we have a beautiful sure. cast. I mean, the people that we organically organically picked, even the moms, the moms went for looks over anything else when they had nothing else. And most of the times they didn't have a lot of the deeper intel that I had. Mm-hmm. So they were looking. they were looking at them going, would you look good with my son or my daughter? Right, it's more like a, a look. And a How would you look on the Christmas card next year? What are my yeah. grandchildren gonna look like? Oh, yeah. oh my goodness, that was a huge motivating factor for at least four moms that said, "My daughter needs babies," mm. and so they were looking at guys going, "You're a good specimen." You. It's an interesting thing to take into <laughs> the equation, though, because even myself, like I'm 31, and I'm at the stage where my next relationship, I'm looking for. I, I, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to spend six months with someone or 12 months with someone and be like, well, now I'm 32 and 33. Like, I wanted to have kids young. So what's your vetting um, process like? So, so I, I'm at the stage now, and I've never done it before, but I'm at the stage where I look at a girl, and I, it does cross my mind. I'm like, what, what sort of genetics? Yeah, 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 yeah. What are the kids going to look like? There is a DNA test for it's, that. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's something that's funny. It's, it's only developed in me the older I've got and the more ready I am, I suppose, to settle down with one person and start a family with. What's your vetting process like? For when I meet someone? Yes. Um, that's an interesting question. I don't know. I, I just want someone that's uh, spontaneous, outgoing, and fun to be around. I think those are the, probably the most important qualities. Someone that uh, is strongly opinionated in the right areas, I guess. I, I do appreciate that type of, uh, I guess, ability to, to make decisions and then kind of not necessarily waver in the way that they think about things. Um, so it sounds strong willed, I guess, is a good way to put it. So it sounds to me it's largely based on experience initially and attraction. Yes. 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 Physical attraction, of course. I mean, I think yes. uh, as much as we all want to say it's not necessarily important to us, I think that we all require a certain level of physical attraction to the person that we're dating. Mm. You would agree that Absolutely. the first yeah, yeah. the first consideration is whether this person is attractive enough for you, or uh, that you're you, just attracted to. I, I think so for sure. Sure. I don't think okay. you look. I mean, you always have a second glance at someone you're attracted to. Do you guys um, have your deal breakers? Do you know what those are? Oh, do you? Smoking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Smoking not is a, a deal breaker for me not too. Not a big fan of uh, women who smoke. Um, kind of it. But, okay. it, but even, even so, I mean. Girls, someone... you all have a really big chance. As long as you don't smoke, <laughs> you don't we're smoke. good. Yeah. yeah, that's about it. And he's got to like you, right? Anyone else? <laughs> I'm trying to think. There definitely have to be deal breakers. Um... Okay, maybe let's let's do, you guys are don't have a long list of deal breakers, which actually tells me that you haven't had, this is my assessment, uh, you, you haven't had that many horrible experiences. Most times when I ask somebody, 
what's your deal breaker? They'll come up with a laundry list of like don'ts mm. based on the fact that they've dated every person they didn't want to meet. So let's do the reverse. What, what do you mean they are, dated every person they didn't want to meet? Like you'll hear things, especially when you see it on online dating. I don't want a smoker. I don't want a drinker. I don't want a liar. I don't want a cheater. Oh, like yeah. They'll just run off a list of things okay. that they've experienced. I don't want someone who, you know, works at IHOP. I don't know. They'll just say oh. those types of things. IHOP's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of yeah, I said McDonald's. I would have agreed. But. Plug for IHOP. Yeah. <laughs> um. So how do we work backwards from that then? Yes. Um, then you just focus on what you do want. You mentioned the characteristic traits, but... What about the deeper stuff, like foundational compatibility? Do you ever, when do you start to talk about, you know, things that matter to you, like goals and values mm. and having children? Yeah, someone, a, a woman with ambition, I think, is incredibly sexy. Someone okay. that, like, has career goals, someone yeah. that can kind of create a plan for themselves five, ten years down the line, which is ironic because I am an ambitious person, but I definitely don't have that outline set for myself five or ten years. So maybe it's kind of like the, the yin and yang of that, but... Mm. Um, I mean, I think any guy is going to find ambition sexy. For right? sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's actually the, I think it said 38%, according to Match.com's survey. They do an annual report called Singles in America, and it was reported that the number one turn-on that men reported was an entrepreneurial woman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else? What else? Uh, are we talking about uh, turn-ons? Uh, I personally, I like a girl who is flexible in where they live. <laughs> and also flexible in general. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. No, right. But just someone who can move around. So I'm a bit of a gypsy. I've I've lived in a lot of places, um, and I don't mind small spaces. So like camper vans and whatnot. I've what got to have a chick who loves camping. What do you think of Montreal? I've never been to Montreal. Okay. Yeah. Why? What's well, a very specific place to ask? Yeah. I know somebody who's like a gypsy <laughs> like that. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo. Um. So. On Mom versus Matchmaker, we we curated a lot of dates. So I'd love to hear either some dating, um, dating faux pas like bad dating experiences, yeah. or dates that you guys really like, like fun dates. Well, I'll tell you. So we have Valentine's Day tomorrow. Yes. And this is a secret, so this stays between the three of us. Whoa. And everyone else listening. Well, I don't <laughs> think this podcast is going to be published until later tonight. Oh. Which okay. means I just have to avoid her from listening to it between today and tomorrow. Um, Easy. Yeah, so I'm driving us up to Santa Barbara. Oh, she's not here. She's not. She's okay. not here now. Driving us up to Santa Barbara. Uh, got a hotel for us for a couple nights tomorrow morning on Valentine's Day. Uh, I'm taking her skydiving, and then we're going yeah, to yeah. A, a couple spa, and then we're just gonna get dinner that night. So that's kind of like the idea that I had for us for Valentine's Day. If she wasn't to, in to, love with you before, okay, okay. she will be after. <laughs> what, and to, funny, to the man who doesn't plan anything, yeah, right? right? So like to the man who doesn't plan do anything. This. What's funny about this is, so she skydove a few times. She's bungee jumped a few times. She's very adventurous. Have you done that? I've skydoved, but I never, uh, never bungee jumped. But cool. it's funny because I was asking her. I was like, I'm not gonna tell you what we're doing for Valentine's Day. But what are like the three things that you really don't want to do? Like no matter what, like you'd be upset Skydiving. about. And she's like, she's like, just don't make me jump out of an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you go against? The well, grade? this was I asked her that after I had booked it. I booked oh, this like two months ago, a month ago. Just don't. Um, perfect. It. So there it is. If, yeah, if you plan stuff, then you're it gonna, backfires exactly. anyway. So exactly. Back to old Dean, who doesn't plan anything, <laughs> you're a winner. And that's my biggest fear of planning things yeah. is they're not gonna like what I plan. But then she said, no matter what you plan, like don't cancel it. I don't want to mess with fate. That kind of thing. Yeah. So. Um, I know great. once we get there, she's going to be excited for it. But I just think like the leading up to it, the anticipation might get to her a little bit. I'd have to say, Dean, that's a pretty epic date. And that's mm -hmm. the like thing, too. 10 out of 10. Especially with, with Valentine's Day, I hate the faux pas. I hate the chocolate flowers dinner date. Yeah. Um, wow. Just because you're not going to remember that in five, year, five years, 10 years. I even think back to like two Valentine's days ago 
um, I was dating a girl, and I can't remember exactly what we did because I'm sure we just went out to dinner and didn't necessarily make it very, very special or memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of my issue. So, so what's the most memorable Valentine's Day that you've been given, and what's the most memorable Valentine's Day that you've been given? Uh, I'll go first, I suppose, because everyone's looking at me. What do you mean? Like, <laughs> um, I suppose. I mean, again, like I was, I've never been very materialistic. I don't dig deep into my bank account, and I n- never really had that. Uh, option anyway so mm-hmm. I, I always just made something and I remember we went down to this I had this little wharf down by my house where I used to sit down and have red wine and fish and chips uh, on the water uh you're and so easy <laughs> yeah I, I set up this tripod with my camera and we were just sitting on the end of the wharf and I got this really long exposure shot and so it captured all the stars and whatever I got it printed on canvas like massive bit of canvas and stapled it onto a piece of plywood and made a frame out of an old door and uh it was huge it was <laughs> Yeah, really big, and so I gave that to her. With That's a amazing. Little handwritten message on the back. That's great. Yeah. And and what's what's the most thoughtful thing a woman has done for you? Um, oh, does that answer the question? <laughs> um, I don't know. What did? Because I was, been, I was in a long been, relationship. What, Fifteen Valentines and not one memorable one. Well, before the whole bachelorette and bachelor experience, I was in a relationship for seven years. Okay. But so, was there anything memorable or was she not thoughtful? Uh, no, she was. But, and I mean, she always had full-time jobs and whatnot. And I was the gypsy running around the world. And um, so she always did buy me stuff. Buy you uh, stuff. Which was okay. cool. And she worked in the fashion industry. So I used to get like a new jacket or a new pair of shoes or whatever. She kept you stylish. Yeah. That's important. That's great. Mm. That'll look good. Mm. Um, for me, my most memorable Valentine's Day, it wasn't what, a, what I was given, but it was I was like a sophomore in college. Um, similar to Courtney, you didn't really ever have much money. So I think we ordered Chinese food into our, to the house that I lived in and turned my room into like a romantic date thing. And there was, I had this lamp that sat on the floor and I wanted to set the ambiance. So I threw like a pink shirt over it to like, obviously create like a color oh, effect. Oh, that's at, so great. How old were you? Well, th- I was 19. But the thing is, Aww. the reason it was memorable is because the shirt caught on fire. <laughs> and so halfway through dinner, we realized that something smelled not like Chinese food. <laughs> Valentine's um, Day gone wrong. But I don't think I don't think I can think of any other Valentine's Day where it was uh, someone had went out of their way to do something nice for me. I had a really um, great. It was Christmas actually, but I could see how it could be Valentine's Day for someone who's on a budget, right? Mm-hmm. I like it how you um, just gave me that a, glance. No, no, no. I'm someone just saying, on a budget. Throw this me is the we're all on a budget. Not, we're, <laughs> we're all on a budget. budget. You know, dates on a budget. In fact, I, it, with our show, most of our our um, our 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 funnest date is funnest a word. Um, <laughs> the best dates that we had were always dates that were created mm. by the single. Uh, season two is already out. So in one episode of season two, the single who we were trying to match loved board games. So the person I chose took it upon himself to make a board game for her, uh, incorporating all of her favorite board games into one. Amazing. So like spin Great. the bottle. Mm-hmm. So it'd have a spin. It would land on an action piece. They get to do shots. They get to learn about themselves. They get to ask questions. It was epic. I won't tell you who won, but it was a great day. Any game that encourages <laughs> drinking is a game that's yeah. okay by me. Exactly. Yeah, alcohol is a great thing to involve um, <laughs> the first date. It can taste. It can take the first date to a home run in the yeah. same night, which <laughs> I think is always. Um, all right, well, Carmelia, so we're wrapping up here. Do you want to plug anything? Like she, we, she mentioned earlier, we are on season three of Mom vs. Matchmaker on Mix TV. 
Yes. Um, is there anything else you're working on? Yeah. Well, actually, uh, I'm in L.A. promoting season three. So tonight we'll be doing a Facebook Live on the Mix TV page, uh, Facebook Live at Mix TV. Tomorrow I'm doing a full uh, takeover for Mix TV socials. A reminder, you can catch seasons one and season two on MixTV.com. It's uh, Mom versus Matchmaker. And yeah, any singles who have dating advice or who need or want dating advice, send us your questions, visit me live, and stay tuned. Perfect. And that is, I, hate, I don't want to butcher the name, Carmelia Ray. Carmelia. Carmelia Ray. Yeah. Like caramel. <laughs> okay. Caramel. Caramel. Yes. That's funny. My high school girlfriend's name was Carmel. So really? just got the IA and there you go. Yes. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, again, check out Mix TV, Mom vs. Matchmaker. We're in season three right now. And um, yeah, we'll be sure to look out for you. We'll watch the Facebook Live tonight. Yeah. And uh, I'll look out for you guys. Yes, please thank do. You. Yeah. Bachelor Winter Games you. for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. If you, if you have any advice for us after watching uh, Bachelor Winter Games, please let I us know. I am going yeah. to be a raving fan, and I will be there in the end to help you guys. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Okay. We're looking forward to it. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. So thank you so much again to Carmelio for joining us in studio. Um, one thing we didn't really touch on that I think is vitally important to any relationship, and just any individual for that matter, is just staying in good physical condition. Um, and the best way to do that is just do it at your home, at your leisure, whenever you want, on demand. And the best way to do that, as we continue to iterate upon this idea, is use Beachbody on demand. It's honestly the best. You don't have to get up and go to the gym. You don't have to deal with the overcrowded uh, weight section, cardio section, all that kind of stuff. You can basically just do it in the convenience of your living room. It's accessible on your computer, your smart TV, your tablet, your smartphone. You don't have to go to the gym, worry about scheduling a class, any of that type of stuff. Um, what's best about this, too, is if you need help in the kitchen, which is honestly where I struggle the most. I could work out every single day and still be kind of a fat piece of crap because I don't really eat healthy enough. But what they do is they help with the nutritional information that you need to, to lose weight, tone up, bulk up, whatever it is for your uh, fitness goals. Uh, you can try all this stuff for free. Uh, well, okay. You can try all this stuff for free. 600 workouts, nutritional information. Uh, all you have to do is text DEAN to 303030. That's D-E-A-N to 303030. And you'll get full access to the entire platform for free. Again, I know that we're still, what, we're probably three, two and a, a month and a half into 2018. And mm. um, a lot of people maybe have given up on their New Year's resolutions. A lot of people's resolutions are to be in better better shape. Um, it's it's not that hard. All you have to do is use Beachbody On Demand. You'll do it at your house. You'll do it whenever you want. Um, and even if it's small little, you know, 20-minute sessions, hour-long sessions, however long it is, that's what's nice about Beachbody On Demand. You can really choose whatever you're in the mood for um, at your leisure. So, yeah, text Dean, 303030. You'll get a full access to the entire platform for free, all the workouts, all the nutritional information, um, which is just a crazy deal. So give it a shot. I just got a physical. And how to go. Speaking of physical condition, wait till they see me next year after a year of Beach Body on Demand. They're not ready. They're wow. not going to recognize They're me when I walk ready. into that place. <laughs> I'm here, by the way. I wasn't here before. Anymore. Welcome back, Mark. Thank you very much. to have you in Thank studio. You. Dad's back. <laughs> Dad's back. <laughs> so, okay, so now we're going to have a caller. Um, this is going to be Julie Kane. Uh, we'll obviously let her introduce herself. I don't want to lead into too much about this, but let's get Julie on the phone if we can. Hello? Hi, Julie. This is Dean. Are you there? Yeah, babe, I have to call you puppy. You're so young. Call me puppy? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, now, what do you want to know? Well, you know, first of all, uh, some of my friends are mad at you because oh, no. you, hurt Chris, you hurt Christina's feelings. Oh, yeah. Uh -oh. The tale is all this time. That's going to come up other, again. Oh, <laughs> and the other thing, my neighbor next door, her name is... Uh, Christina, uh -huh. and guess what? what? Um, wait, what did she say? I wrote it down. She told me 
she said she would like, wait, she would take Dean home and show him what older women are all about. Wow. <laughs> How old is she? Julie, I just want to let you know you're on air. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, got, I'm on the podcast. You're on the podcast. Same thing. Yeah. We'll, we'll call it the air. It's in the air. It's in the cloud. I don't know how it really works. But I want you to also know that you're joined uh, with me, Mark, Easton, my friend Courtney. Um, and to your point, yes, I do deserve a lot of flack for what happened between Christina and me. Yeah. Um, but that was a long time ago. I've learned from my mistakes. This podcast has really helped kind of, you know, get my butt into shape and, yeah. and really kind of hunker down and figure out what's important to me. So I hope that your friends don't hate me anymore. I hope you guys are tuning in to Bachelor Winter Games maybe tonight and, and see, you know, firsthand that I am have am and have learned a lot since that okay. kind of bad experience in paradise. Oh, okay. Yeah. But Julie, fill us in on you a little bit. So um as far as I understand it, you I guess I don't want to be presumptuous. You fill us in on kind of where you're at right now. Okay, um, um, I was married 45 years. My husband died in uh, January of 2011. Sorry to hear that. Sorry. And I started, um, I had been uh, dating this guy for 18 months. And, uh, you know, he's 79, I'm 75. But I will tell you, um, I really, um, a friend of mine, her daughter was staying with me, and she got me on a website called Zeusk. Zeus. And I went out with it. I only did coffee. I don't do, I never did lunch or dinner because, you know, I was just kind of learning and uh, for the rope, learning the rope. So anyways, what I, I did, uh, a lot of guys, I mean, they're short, they got a tummy. Um, I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm really into cars and, you know, I don't do Subarus or <laughs> Chargers and, you know, I don't do that kind of stuff. What You're kind looking of car? for a guy with, with a six pack and a Rolls Royce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something. Well, they don't need a six pack at my age, but uh, you know, I mean, I there are there are a lot of duds out there. But I do think the uh, dating web the dating websites are good for people my age. Julie, I guess my question for you is, how has dating changed from those times in the '60s to now that you're having to like be reintroduced to the dating pool? Uh, the dating, um, you know, I'll tell you something. It is kind of fun. Yeah, it really is. Tinder. What's what's the most because fun part about it? What's the most fun part of it? Yeah. That you can, uh, there's a lot of bonuses. You can, f you can't get pregnant. You don't care about marriage. You don't care if they spend the night. And you, they, and uh, I don't care if they use Viagra. They all do. Mm. Oh. Well said, Julie. Well so, said. Couldn't have said it better myself. So, so does this dating, does this apply for more of people of a certain age? Or that's kind of what you're getting at is you can kind of act a little bit less inhibited. Yeah, mm. you can be more freely. Yeah, I don't so, have anyone. But, but you said earlier you like to get these coffee dates and not really much uh, lunch or dinner. No, but now that I'm in a relationship. Oh, you are in a relationship. Right. Yeah, for 18 months. But you know that comes and goes. Well, so as as far as I understand it, um, you're interested in another man. Yes, I am. Well, so well, fill us in the situation. We need to hear about this. Thing. <laughs> You well, it's, you know, it's kind of fun. I just kind of sniffing around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you've got to sniff around. The right yeah. age of go sniffing, you know, with yeah, your nose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I get that. And, and obviously, you haven't lost your sense of smell yet, so that's uh, it's still useful. No, <laughs> yeah. stuff. Uh, Julie, can I ask you a question? Sure. Um, what are you? So, you, your husband, and, and I'm sorry again, passed away in, in 2011, did you say? So, yeah. since oh, then, have... since then, um, you know, what sort of. What were you looking for in a relationship? Were you like, all right, I've been married. I've done the whole married. I'm not sure if you've got kids. Maybe you have, but you've done that yeah. part of your life. Were you looking just to kind of play around a little bit to live maybe back in your 20s? 
yeah. Yes, I was. That's what I'm looking for. And this guy that I'm dating, mm. he's on a tight budget, and it's not working for me. Right. So you want someone who's got a little bit of cash in the pocket yeah. to just well, spoil we'll you rotten. 50, we'll go 50-50. No, no. Uh, if we travel, I'll pay my own way, and he pays his way. You know, yeah. we can split dinners. I don't I don't want to depend on a man at my age. I'm a, sure. Because I have money, I'm very independent now. Perfect. As long as the uh, the pocket's always full of Viagra, you'll be fine. Right. Yeah, Viagra yeah. And cash. Because, you know, I, I went to the doctor and I got all fixed up again, too, you know. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Couple of stitches. There we go, astray. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I don't know if I want to know what that means. <laughs> I know what you mean, Julie. I'm on the same page as you. Don't you worry. These youngins over here. So, Julie, tell us about this new guy. He's 79. He's, uh, boy, is he a tight ass. Um, really? But is yeah. he good in the bedroom, uh, Julie? Because it sounds oh, like that's what you're looking for. Yeah, he he loves to go to the carnival. Perfect, don't we all? <laughs> Ride the merry-go-round. The fucking yeah, bull. You know what? Yeah, yeah. You know what the merry-go-carnival uh, is? No. Uh, I'm I'm just assuming you're speaking in code, Julie, because we're on the, <laughs> on, on the air. But yeah, it, that's when I sit on a <laughs> and it guesses my weight. Yeah, yeah. Oh my Perfect. god. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, love it. I think we could learn a, f- a few things uh, from yourself, Julie. I mean, yeah, I think older women have it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. Fan- fantastic. So it's a myth that the desire drops when you get into your seventies. That's anything, a myth. If anything, it sounds like it, no, it does. You know what? It actually drops. Kinda. Women are going dis- to disagree in their late fifties. Okay. But you you can you know get all fixed up for that if you go to your doctor. Uh, Julia, if there's one thing that I can uh, relay to you that I've learned through hosting this podcast for the past three months is that communication is incredibly important. And I know you're probably you're, you're thinking this guy's 26. I'm you know 74. I've been through this before. I don't want to yeah. listen to him at all. I just want to say communication is incredibly important. Um, so if you're thinking about having feelings for another guy, just take that into consideration. You know, def- you're, you definitely don't want to break anyone's heart. You definitely don't want to lead anyone on. Yeah, um, yeah. We don't want to have another Christina situation on our hands here. That's the last thing any of us want. That's right. That's right. But it sounds like you're having a lot of fun, and we definitely can't dog you too much for that. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to hear that, you know, after your your 45-year-long marriage that you're able to kind of get back on the horse, no pun intended, and kind of enjoy yourself a little bit. Well, that's what I'm doing. That's exactly what I'm doing. And, you know, I've kept my shape, and I'm had a facelift, so I feel really good being out there. That's amazing. I really did. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's great that you're comfortable in your own skin and all that kind of stuff. I would oh, love to meet yeah. you. One of these days when you're down in Los Angeles, if you make it down here, I'd love to meet you in person because you seem like a firecracker, and I'd love to oh, get to know you a I just, more. I love to have fun. In fact, everybody always says, oh, we can't have a party without Julie because, you know, I just am crazy. The party girl. Let's get that hashtag trending on Instagram. You can't have a party without Julie. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I, well, I know Amy Sugarman, so we we can go through. I can go through her. Perfect. Sounds like a plan. And I'm up in yeah. up up in the Bay Area every once in a while, so maybe we'll we'll cross paths one of these days. Well, but, yeah, I know I have a Las Vegas number, but because uh, we live there. But uh, then I moved uh, to Lafayette. So yeah, please, I'd love to go out and talk and get to know you better, but not in that way. Not like that. Not in that way, Julie. Show them how to dance, yeah. Julie. Yeah. As as a grandmother, wait. <laughs> yes, everyone could everyone could use that type of relationship with us. All right, well, yeah. Julie, thank you so much for calling in. We do appreciate you sharing your story. And again, if I could stress one thing, it's communication and honesty. Um, but it sounds like you're having a blast. We we can't really we can't knock I'm you there. Sure. So thank you so much for calling in. Maybe we'll circle okay. back with you in a couple months and see how things have progressed and uh, oh, just kind of catch you. up with you. Okay, thank uh, you. Take care. Good luck with everything. Have a good Valentine's Day. Okay, hon. All right. All right. Bye bye. Well, she was a. Uh... 
a bit interesting. That's exciting. I'm glad that that's not going to go away. Yeah. Those desires. Because yeah, 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 I yeah. feel like those go I assume my parents aren't interested in that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Certainly not grandparents, but maybe they are. Yeah, they're yeah. just keeping it from us. I, I would say that they're keeping it from you. Probably so. For good reason. As gross mm-hmm. as that may seem. Yeah. yeah. Would, would you like to be informed? No. Yeah, well, no interest in that. Yeah, uh, but good yeah. for them. I hope yeah. that's still going on. That's good. Glad to hear that uh, you can be that promiscuous, I suppose, as well at the, at the ripe old age of 74. Yeah. He's darting around the world and... Yeah, yeah. visiting fun. carnivals all over the all over the planet. Yeah, <laughs> carnivals riding all the, the rides at the park. They were. I, I don't easily get uncomfortable, um, but there's just something about that that just makes me uncomfortable. I get it. I understand <laughs> that. And I mean, we're happy for her and glad she's happy. <laughs> oh, okay. but yeah, yeah, I understand. It's one of those things uh, where it's like you're you're happy for them, but you're like kind of grossed out a bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, what I hope that Julie gets for Valentine's Day tomorrow, mm-hmm. I hope that one of these guys that she's dating, that she's going to these carnivals with, is at least taking into consideration that she has needs as a human being, and one of those needs is to look fresh and fly and fashion for well, fashion forward, if I could talk. And the best way to do that, if 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 they're on a budget, which it sounds like one of the guys that she's dating is, mm-hmm. um, is to go to ThreadUp.com. And so what ThreadUp.com is basically this online thrift store where you can set some filters, you can set your size, your styles, your colors, all that kind of stuff. Um, and instead of having to go to uh, one of these thrift stores to sort through rack after rack after rack and probably not find anything at all, is you're able to do that, all of that online. You're able to get anything that you want, uh, that you find online for up to 90% off, which is fantastic. A lot of these items still have tags on them, never even been worn. Every single item has been through a 12-point inse- quality inspection process, ensuring that every item is like new um, or in new condition. So if you go to threadup.com slash Dean, that's threadup, T-H-R-E-D-U-P.com slash Dean, you'll get an extra 30% off your very first order. Um, whenever I get a deal like that, I just throw things in the shopping cart. Yeah. If you get one first order and you get 30% off, they're already up to 90%. Make off. it a big one. Make it a big one. Plus, they're already 90% off the retail price. So it's, yeah. So you could spend $100 and potentially save you know $900 on that. Plus the 30%. That's good. That's I think that math works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, give it a shot. Go to threadup.com slash Dean, T-H-R-E-D-U-P.com slash Dean for an extra 30% off. Again, it's just your first order, so load up that shopping cart with everything you want. They make returns easy as well. Uh, sometimes with those clothes, sizing can be difficult, so if you get something that doesn't fit you quite right, you can send it right back, and they'll um, either send you the right size or give you a store credit, all that kind of stuff. Um Threadup.com slash Dean, an extra 30% off the already up to 90% off retail prices on a lot of these cool things. We have so many emails, and we haven't gotten to any of them, but uh, a lot, a lot with suggestions for the name of this show. And while I I really, I think it'd actually be boring to go through all of these because there are so many, so I've picked out a couple that I really like. Uh, This person, Marin, really likes Dating Dean Unglert, which is my idea for the name of the show, Dating Dean Unglert. So we talked about this a little bit before you got Oh, you did? Okay. Um, I... I think last week I mentioned dating with Dean or dating Dean had merit, but I think that people keep uh, iterating it to dating with Dean. Okay. And I, I like, don't like dating with Dean as much as dating Dean Unglert, like forgetting Sarah Marshall, like being John Malkovich. Like, are there other examples? Maybe, mm. but I like the form of it. Give me, how does, how does forgetting Sarah Marshall apply to this? It doesn't at all. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just the, the phrase. What about forgetting Dean Unglert? Yeah. yeah. Forgetting <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise. I don't mind that. <laughs> Anyway, this person liked that, and they did say add with. Okay, fine. Uh, that's Marin. Uh, I did like, who was the one that I really liked? Let's see. Isabella had um, 
Helped when dating's rough. Do's and don'ts of dating. Day-to-day dating. Dear Dean, she liked. How about day-to-day do's and don'ts with Dean? That's a little much. Day-to-day dating do's and don'ts with Dean. Krista. Uh, Krista. (laughs) (laughs) Krista has debatable dating advice with Dean Ungler. Dating this. Okay, this is the one I like the most. This is Amy. Since I feel you guys still need help, a thought of a thought of this one that's not a mouthful, it's not negative, and something you all can agree on. I'm okay with this one if you are. Navigating dating with Dean Ungler. Navigating. Ooh, navigating. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the two words you do need to combine. Just combine them, not navigating, navigating dating. dating. It's, no, I think it's too tough. Oh, to, I like to that one. Navigating uh, dating. She says, love you, dating. Dean. You are truly a resilient human. Oh, what a sweetheart. Thank that is nice for her to say. <laughs> uh, just blindly dating with Dean Ungler. Michelle had about 10 of them dating. Can I ask, can I ask you guys this? As producers, yeah. you guys have been in this industry for a while. Thank you. How annoyed of me are you that I want, that I'm lobbying so hard for this name change? Uh, not a, me, not at all. No, no? not at all. Um, because was this name your idea? Nope. Exactly. <laughs> and we're, we're aware of that. <laughs> are you offended by the name, Dean? So Do you feel off. like you really suck at dating? No. It's like I, a slap in the face every time you walk in the studio. Exactly. And I think that only one person can self-deprecate so much. And we've covered this to the point of nausea. And again, that's kind of why I bring the topic up that you guys might be annoyed by it. But it's like, at first, it was like a fun little gimmick, and there's like fun little satire, but now it's just like, all right, the <laughs> tricks the tricks old, you know? I think there are people annoyed with you, but I'm not one of them, because I also, I think it's a fun running bit, but also to get a new four, title. Four years from now, we're still taking Maybe, <laughs> but I think, I think we will come up with one that we like. Yes. Because it is, I think it may be time to retire this one. I do agree with you. It, and it was thrust upon you. Yes, but I, I mean, I still agreed to do it, so I, there's only so much wiggle room you can have there but i do appreciate that you guys aren't completely annoyed to the what's to your wits end right now i enjoy the days you come in to record your podcast <laughs> the best. we have a best nice part time. of my week you guys are so nice and when you get a girlfriend it's uh it kind of doesn't really make that much sense does it yes well that's part of the problem dating. yeah exactly so uh, dating dean dating with dean mm. uh can we do some uh, dating with dean and courtney relationship <laughs> emails before we wrap it up yeah let's do it karina I've been dating my boyfriend almost seven years. I love him with all my heart and 100% feel like he's my person and my soulmate. Now, before I go any further, she's 24. He's 22. They've been together seven years. Wow. Okay, so keep that in mind. 15 and 17. We had our daughter very young when we started the relationship. So that's another factor here is mm-hmm. that they were teenagers when they started. They had a baby as teenagers. We've been through a lot of ups and downs in our relationship. We were really young. We got together, had to face parenthood, still growing up. A year and a half now, we've been going steady, and our relationship has been going great. At this point in my life, I don't see myself with anyone else. I'm ready to settle down, extend our family. I used to push marriage a lot, but I've stopped bringing it up. My coworkers and friends remind me he's only 22, and even though I might be ready, he might still be trying to figure everything out. He has brought up the conversation here and there about how he wants to make me his wife, but we're still not engaged. I'm not sure if I should just let it happen or actually have the conversation again. I'm sure that I have made it clear that I want to get married, but I also don't want to scare him off. Seven years together should be enough time for him to know. I guess my question is, when is the right time to bring it up? Otherwise, I'm going to be waiting forever. And what if he decides later he doesn't want to get married and I'm wasting my time? Thanks, Dean. P.S. I hope you get your podcast name changed. Yeah. Cheers to you, Karina. This is a tough one. This is a t- this is a unique one, very because we don't really often see uh, teenage parents that have been in this th- this long of a relationship. Right, you know you're going to be connected to this guy for the rest of your life. Here's you have a child. Here's my thing with this, and I could be wrong because I'm neither married nor do I have kids. But I think having a kid with someone is more pitif- pivotal to a relationship than marrying someone. 
Would you? You could certainly make that argument. Yes, that that is a closer bond. Mm. Yeah. Than a marriage even could be. Although there are people who have a one night stand and there's very little bond. But yes, I see what you're saying. But the fact that they're still in a relationship of seven years after already having a kid together. I feel like that kid is more bonding than the marriage, like you said. Mm-hmm. And so I think that she's worried that by bringing up the idea of marriage to him, she's going to scare him off. But if they still have that daughter together, then he's seemingly not going to go anywhere. I don't understand his hes- hesitancy. That'd be interesting to get to him on. But also, he's 22. Yeah, but I mean, keep that in mind. Here's my thing. If you have a child with someone, you are now dedicated to that child, to mm-hmm. raise that child to the best of your ability. And, and what is best for that child. Exactly. And what's best for that child more times than not, again, I don't know exactly, but is for... The, them to have a mother and father that are living under the same house. I would agree with that. At least two house. loving parents. Yes. So that's my advice. I don't think that she should be scared to to bring it up with him and be like, "Hey, this is what I need from you right uh, right now." And I can understand why she wants to get married. Like, it's probably the kid's probably what like five or six years old. Right now. She didn't say here, but I, but it seems like it. Yeah. I wonder, like, did she put a deadline on it? Does she think like I really no. got to mm. don't put a deadline? On right, because there's the kid's always going to be there. Yeah. So. Stick as, it out. As both a husband and a father. Thank you. What do you What do you advise? Uh, I, I I'd love to talk to this guy and see where his head's at because I know when I was 22, I was nowhere near ready to get married. But in you fact, also were nowhere near ready to have kids. No, that's very true. I remember being with a woman when I was around 22 ish, uh, and I ended it for that reason. Like I'm not going to marry this woman, and this is getting really serious. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I need to just stop this now before it gets any further and people get hurt worse because this isn't happening. I'm 22. I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. The kid. Was it on purpose? I doubt it. Doesn't so like it. I wonder if that's a factor. Like this guy's like feels a little trapped maybe yeah. by the, um, you don't want to say mistakes, but the, the decisions they've made, the choices they've made, he might feel trapped by that. I think, I think, I think you got to wait it out mm. and bring it up gently from time to time. But yeah. hopefully he'll come around, Courtney. Yeah, I'll throw my two cents in. Please. Uh, I feel like there's just a whole lot of pressure in this situation. I think she's putting too much pressure and emphasis on marriage when they've got a kid, and that's a binding enough factor, I think, in a relationship. They'll stay together uh, because of that. Uh, he's 22. I think he's probably having pressure, third party, from his mates. Yeah. I mean, how many friends of yours were married at 22? I mean, I'm sure the boys, when he goes out for a boys' night, sit there and go, oh, you know, when are you going to pop the question? And uh, we used to do it to my friend who's been in a relationship for 10 years and we always used to say we used to mock him and be like oh, when, when, when are you getting the ring when are you dropping a knee and I think that kind of pressure from your friends is enough to kind of want to not do it at the age of 22 I think he'll probably feel it when it's right uh, and I, I feel like maybe she's putting too much pressure on him as well but here's the thing too because he she was saying that he will sometimes bring up uh, an engagement and marriage and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so it's definitely in his head mm-hmm. and maybe he's just waiting for the right moment yeah I think so yeah waiting the uh, pressure is issue is interesting mm-hmm. because the other element of that is getting married also as as the guy in the traditional gender roles he's going to feel the pressure of now having to support this child which I'm sorry he's already working his tail off yeah. and support her potentially there's a lot of pressure in that. I remember not wanting to propose until I was more comfortable financially because you just feel the pressure of that in your life. You don't want to be scrambling and be married with a kid. Mm. kid. So weddings aren't cheap. Weddings are not cheap, and mm. you want to do it right. Mm-hmm. I guess here's my question for her, for her, for everyone in the studio, too, is I advise not to give him like the ultimatum. Like I don't think that she yeah. should be like, you need to at least have your mind made up in six months or something like that. Yeah. But let's say that they keep going down this path. The, ch- the child is you know brought up under both of them for the next five, ten years. And then he decides he doesn't want to be with her anymore. Wouldn't that almost be better? Because then that allows the child to have been brought up, I guess, in like at least a more familial setting. And then mm. they can start dating again. I don't know. I'm just trying to. 
Mm, I've got friends who are in their late 30s and who have kids and are not married. Yeah. And don't put emphasis on marriage and weddings and rings. And it's like, at the end of the day, what is it? It's a big party. Uh, you dress up nice. You get some cool photos. You wear a ring on your finger. Yeah. I mean, some people do put too much emphasis, I think, on marriage when realistically it's about the relationship you've yeah. got with the person. That's true. Well, that's something Karina should think about. And I forget who, I think it was a celebrity couple maybe, but they were, uh, they've been together forever, but they never got married. And the reasoning is we're together because we want to be here. Mm. And if we didn't want to be here, we would leave. Yeah. And we don't need a piece of paper to force us to be together. We're here because we want to be. So maybe you think of it that way. Mm. Uh, your, your, your man, Karina, is there because he wants to be there. And you'll both be there as long as you want to be. That's true. So I think the consensus here is do not, do not push him to make a decision. Allow I think him, that's true. Allow things to just kind of unfold organically. Allow him to mature, and at a certain age, he's going to realize what's important, what he wants, what his priorities are, and hopefully it's the child, and hopefully it's Karina. Yeah. I know we talk about age a lot on this podcast. He's 22, she's 24, and I know it's hard to like generalize and, and all that kind of stuff, but he's younger than she is. She's had a child. I would venture to say that she's more mature, so she's more ready for the marriage aspect. He... Um, to Courtney's point is seeing all his friends go out and have, you know go to the bars, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the fact that he is still around is, is very telling that he wants to be there. He's just like struggling maybe with his identity, whether, whether he wants to be a father, whether he wants to go out with his friends and party, that kind of stuff. But if he's there, he's there because he wants to be. Right. And you're right. Women are always more mature than men, yeah. I think. Like, if you're at the same age, the woman's more mature. So the fact that she's two years older than, she is, than he is, she's way more mature yeah. than he is. Yeah, for sure. All right. This woman just calls herself, am I crazy? Is this Ashley? Yes. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yes. All right. She's 26. He's 28. And I'm just going to summarize this one because I, th I think I've got it down pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, they were having some issues, some tense situations, and she was about to leave for a trip to Europe. And she said, I, I can't do this anymore. Let's break up. And he kind of flipped about that. The next morning they talked and she said, OK, look, I'm going to Europe. Let's take a week. We're going to think things through and see if he can invest in our relationship. She leaves for Europe. She comes back, and he's weird. <laughs> he's weird because he then admits that he slept with someone while she oh, was in no. Europe. She was furious but more saddened by everything and the thought of losing her person. Hmm. That's a very sweet and sad way of putting it. Hmm. Uh, she still wants to be with him, and they've, they've spoken since, but he will not admit that he cheated because he says this situation was not cheating because back to the old friends episode, we were on a break. Yeah. She says, we weren't on a break. We we're going to take a week and think about things, but that doesn't constitute a break necessarily. And he was in the wrong. She really wants him as part of her life. Even if it's just friendship, she says, am I nuts? I've always gone with my gut and something is telling me to keep fighting for us. Should I just move on and leave it behind or follow my intuition? Oh, this is the PS that, that uh, bothered me. She said, I didn't much watch much of Rachel Lindsay's season, but I truly enjoyed this podcast. Your genuinity, which I don't believe is a word, but I like it. She also misused the word your. Your genuinity. Oh, wait, no, she didn't. Never mind. Is refreshing, and I love the relationship between you and Mark, sort of father-son. <laughs> oh, man. But then followed up by big bro, little bro. Hey, yeah, I'll take big bro, little bro. <laughs> but then I did the math in my head. I was like, yeah, okay, father-son. Yeah, <laughs> my son is actually older than Dana. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what do we think here? Follow your intuition. Keep fighting? Yes, 100%. Did he cheat? Mm, I think that if he actually cheated and if she actually believed that he cheated on her, her gut wouldn't still be telling her to fight for him. So you don't think she believes he cheated? I, or at least doesn't believe he's a cheater? Right. I'm going to say no, he didn't cheat. 
That's a tough one. It's it is a, a tough one. one. It is a tough it's one. It's a tough one. But if they didn't have that conversation, which she initiated, saying, like, I feel like we need a break here, then if they were solid when she went to Europe, then cheating. it's a different story. If yeah. he sleeps with someone then, that's 100% cheating. But if they're on this break thing... From a woman's point of view, I think they look at this and say, he couldn't go a week without sleeping with sure. somebody else. Did she yeah. mean that little to him? That all she mm. did was open the door the slightest crack and he runs out and gets into bed mm. with somebody else. And that's the flip side, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's always funny, too, especially when... I don't think this relationship ended when she went for Europe, went to Europe. But um, I had this... I'm sure there's been like people like have wrote about her, like a meme about her or something like that, where when a, two people break up for however long they've been dating, the guy in the short term is very excited and very ready to move on to the next girl. And the girl is very heartbroken and not ready to move on. And then like, I would say like three weeks is kind of three weeks is the cutoff line to where then the guy becomes depressed about not having that relationship. Mm. And then the girl is excited. So it's like, Oh wow. Short term guys excited. Long term. He's upset. Short term girls upset. Long term. She's excited. Flips of three weeks. Yes. Right. Well, not, not whatever right. the time is, but that's kind of like the way the maturation of the postmortem mm. of the relationship. And it's also different ways of coping. Like sure. that is yeah. a guy, I have freedom. Let me, uh, let me, yeah, I'm going to yeah, yeah. deal with my stress by proving I've still got it and go out and. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then he realizes that he needs that other, that significant other in his life. And then he gets upset. Mm -hmm. I'm saying in this situation, the breakup, it sounds like he, they broke up in a sense because he fought for it. She was like, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't Here's know. the quote. We would take a week to think things through to see if he could invest in our relationship. So the week was established. It was only going to be a week. It's not like, let's That's end it now. Good and point. Then, hey. It's only it, I actually love you, and it's only been a week. It's not Let's an open-ended break yeah, yeah, in yeah, which yeah. It'd be, he'd be more free to do what he wants. Yeah, okay. one that, week that makes it different. Then, yeah, if you've if you specified that it's only going to be seven days, and you actually are in okay. A listen, Dave, we're going to take a five-year break. You're not allowed <laughs> yeah. to hook up with anyone else. Five years, we're going to reassess our relationship, come yeah. back to it, and see where we're from there. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Well, so here's the hurdle. Like it seems like they still want to be together, right? They're they're still talking. They're still around each other, and he won't admit to cheating. So I guess the question is, why is that so important to you, am I crazy? That he admits to cheating. Yeah, why is that important to you? But here's the you? thing. He's not admitting. He's admitting to your idea of cheating. He's admitted to the thing that he performed, the physical act he performed. He admitted to that. Mm. He Which, confessed it. Yes. So why do you have to put a label on it? Yeah. A negative label. Why is that so important? Yeah. I'm wondering if maybe we can, you two can get past this. Mm. However you can get past it. He sees it one way, you see it another way. It is what it was. Did she sleep with anyone in Europe? That's the thing. Maybe she's upset that she didn't take that opportunity <laughs> yeah, to well, sleep with maybe. someone else in Europe. Or maybe she tried to, couldn't get anyone else, <laughs> and then was like, well, he's the best I can do, so I'm just going to go back to him. <laughs> My advice is acknowledge what happened and move on with you and him as you are right now. Can that work? Yes. Don't worry about whether it was or wasn't infidelity. I don't think that he cheated on you. I don't think what he did was good, but I don't think it was yeah. cheating. I think that if, you still have, if your gut still tells you to f pursue him, then pursue him. This is Rachel. Um, and it's interesting because I can relate to this one. She's 29, pretty active dater living in San Francisco. A few months ago, she matched with a guy on Bumble, and they were trying to plan their first date. She said, how about uh, this cool pop-up bar? He said, you know what? I don't drink, uh, but I'd love to go, and I hope that's okay. And she said, oh, okay. Well, let's just get coffee instead. He said, okay. Uh, it, he followed up for a second date, and she said no because the whole sober thing was in the back of her head. She's not a party girl, but drinking's part of her leisure and social life. She'd like it if her significant other drank, too. So last week, she matched with another guy. Before they went out, he said, by the way, I don't drink. So she, uh, she's attracting these guys for some reason. But she was hesitant, but she did go out with him. It was great, but she did feel like there was an elephant in the room when she ordered a drink and he didn't. She says, why does it bother me? Do other people feel the same way? I think drinking is so ingrained into today's dating culture 
since most first dates are meeting for drinks. I tried a dry January, and sober dating itself was an experience. Side note, she's applied for The Bachelor three times. Dean, do you have any tips for her to get on The Bachelor? <laughs> we'll get to that side note later. Okay. <laughs> I will say that it really depends on what Rachel plans to get, on a, get out of her relationship. If she wants to just kind of date casually, hook up with people, then she should be looking, I guess maybe using that as a vetting process. If they don't drink, then yeah, maybe you can't be interested in them. But if she wants like a long-term, meaningful relationship, I think the guys that don't drink are better suited for that. And I know both of you don't drink, Easton and Mark. And I think that a guy that doesn't drink is much more... Uh, open and committed to the idea of a long-term relationship than a guy that does go out and party every weekend. Mm, that's interesting. So I've never, I've never been a drinker. I've never been drunk. I don't know anything about that whole world. Um, when my wife and I started dating, uh, she, you know, didn't drink much because she was underage. Uh, <laughs> and to this day, she drinks wine, and that's about it. But she will get drunk. She'll go out and party with her friends. She always has a designated driver. That's a plus. That's you. That's me. Yeah. But she doesn't get to drink with her partner. But she's known, never known it any other way. But she's mm-hmm. fine with that. She just drinks with her friends. Her parents loved that I was Mr. Responsibility. That that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, I would say my only advice is don't count someone out for that. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and again, I think it really depends on what she wants to get out of the relationship. I think yeah. a guy that's sober is very much more dedicated to having a meaningful long-term relationship than a guy that parties every weekend. That's my advice. And they I have think, a good sense of who they are yeah. and what they want in life, yeah. I think. They take things more seriously in, in the romantic world, I would say. Mm-hmm. There's, there's two sides of this, because I, I have never drank. I've never tried drugs. I've, I've been totally sober my entire life. I grew up in a lot of the straight-edge community. I was in straight-edge bands and stuff. I knew a lot of kids that didn't drink that were total losers, <laughs> that, like, you know, they, uh, they didn't try in school. They were just, mm-hmm. like, like, they kind of held this sobriety as a, uh, per, you know, as a... Um, you know, a respectable part of their personality and felt like that was the one thing they could kind of hang on to. Yeah. It's like, hey, I don't drink. I'm, I'm a great guy. I have a 2.5 grade point average. Yeah, exactly. But... <laughs> like, I, I've got horrible grades. I don't have a job. Yeah. I'm kind of a loser. But, uh, but hey, I don't drink, you know. So um, I, I think it, it's in terms of like looking at it to reflect on somebody's personality, it's, uh, you, you know, you can use it as a, as a kind of guideline, but also it's definitely something to get to know someone more about. Uh, but that being said, don't count them out for not drinking. No, <laughs> right. And the other question, which you can get to eventually on a date, is why have they just simply like me? I've just made that choice. My dad had some issues with it, so I know I'd probably enjoy it a lot. So I don't want to go anywhere near it. Mm. So, and that's just a choice I've made in life. But sometimes there's guys that are sober for a reason, and they've got quite a past, or they have real issues with alcohol or very addictive personality, and none of that should be a deal breaker either. But it's just more information about the situation before you make that decision. Um, so Alex Bordakov from my season, the Russian, okay, didn't get much screen time. Not many people know about him just because he, I don't know, for whatever reason. But he doesn't drink at all. And whenever we go out together, it's funny because he's always the one acting even more outrageous than any of the friends <laughs> that drink. He's like dancing on tables, taking his shirt off, that kind of stuff. And he's more fun than any of us. So just because someone's not drinking too, it, I mean, I guess it feels weird for the person that's ordering a drink and the other person's not, but it doesn't mean it's going to be any less fun. That's a really mm-hmm. good point. Yeah. Because I do. I was at Easton's wedding. I was riding a guy's shoulders at one point. Like, <laughs> yeah. I had a blast. Something about being around drunk people, kind of all the inhibitions go away. Mm. Would you date somebody who doesn't drink, Dean? Yes. No problem, no issue. No problem at all. I think, I, I, I dare to say I'd almost prefer it. I really? Think, yeah. Wow. Because I think, I mean, I drink socially um, once or twice a weekend. Um, you would I, see it as a plus, I possibly. See it, I see it as a social thing. I could see how cutting back would be beneficial. Not that I like need to cut back by any means, but it's, it's you just feel more responsible, I guess, when you're not drinking quite as often. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, I'm on the flip side to you. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, yeah, I date someone who doesn't drink, but at the same time, 
I want my partner to be my best friend and I have some of the best nights out randomly. I mean, I don't, I don't drink, you know, every week or every weekend or whatever, but some of the best nights I've had with my best friends have been nights out on the town sure. where you have pre-drinks at home, you play games and everyone gets a little silly and then you party on and you, you know, nightclub crawl and whatever. And then you wake up next to each other and just go, well, we're pretty hungover. Let's go get some bacon and eggs and a coffee <laughs> and um, sober up, up together and just laze around on the beach. Um, I think, yeah, that it's it's an experience you can have with your best friend. And so you it's, it's a lot of fun. Friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Um, I think it definitely can go either way on that one for me personally. So, yeah, uh, I would say don't rule it, don't rule them out because of that, but get a little more information. What was and the get to know one? them as a person. Mm. She wanted to know how to get on The Bachelor. She's, She's applied, applied three times. three times now. Dean, can you give me some tips to get through Dinks? Here's a tip. You've applied three times. Don't try again. <laughs> You're not getting <laughs> Maybe they just haven't cast The Bachelor that's right for you. Keep trying. Do they do that? Do they try to yeah. match people up with the right bachelor? I don't think yes, so. Yes, <laughs> absolutely they do. I remember um, in Australia they had uh, two bachelorettes they were considering uh, right down to the last yeah. minute, and they had two separate casts. Inter- full cast. Full cast. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, for each girl. And so when they decided on the actual girl, they were like, all right, these are all the boys that would go. So yeah. Was that the season you were on? Yeah. So if the other girl got cast, you would never I wouldn't have gone on. That's no. mind-blowing. I, I yeah. guess, okay, there you go. So yeah, maybe it is the guy. Maybe they're just waiting to find the right guy that suits whatever you're... Uh, I guess questionnaire answers. Mm. What other what other criteria do they look for? What can she do to stand out more? Is there anything in the audition process? Well, so I'm a weird. I'm like the the black sheep because I didn't necessarily go through the audition process or anything like that. Um, I do too good looking. <laughs> scraped off the street and went. You're on. Not even. Not no. Not because of that. Um, I do have heard like success stories of like friends that have been on the show. Like they send like an outrageous audition tape essentially. So I would say like the more outrageous or audacious you can be on your audition mm. tape, probably the better. Um, just because sh- the show loves personalities, no one really wants to have someone that's dull on there. And they want to, they want somebody who they remember. Remember, if they watch a hundred tapes in a row, the ones yeah. they remember, are the ones they're gonna watch. Right. Yeah. I will say, um, as I was going, because I still, although I didn't go through the audition process, I still met with plenty of the producers before I went on the show, like two at a time over the course of a couple weeks. Um, so, I, if you didn't audition, how did you? Um, you Amy, knew somebody. Through Amy. Amy introduced oh, me to Bennett. Amy. Oh, to Bennett, the producer. Mm-hmm. Wow, how funny. Um, and so I sat down with a couple of the executive producers, and they're like, tell me your story. And, I mean, I just have an interesting story, I guess. So I, they were like, okay, this kid you know, grew up in a weird way, and that's what we find interesting about him, even though he's like a normal person. Um, so they, they love like the outrageous, unique types, I guess. All right, one more, and this is a very astute point from Leah H. Dean made a comment about being insecure even more so after being in, on TV. I was reading this week about something called imposter syndrome, which I felt kind of made sense for Dean. It sounds terrible, but I get the same kind of feeling. I grew up very poor and have excelled in my life to the point where I feel like I'm an imposter among a bunch of successful people. Hmm. Always afraid they'll realize I don't fit in or something. We have to recognize that we are where we are because of our accomplishments, our dedication, and our effort. It's not just dumb luck that Dean has made it to where he is. He should feel deserving. By the way, he's a PS. She met her husband on Plenty of Fish. And they just celebrated the three-year wedding anniversary. Hey. After hey. meeting several people who didn't want anything serious, I just began to be completely upfront with everyone I talked about about wanting a relationship. And then finally, I found him. I wore my heart on my sleeve, and it worked. So happy. Good advice for Erica and whoever else. Well, congratulations on three years, Leah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, the imposter syndrome is interesting because I feel like Courtney can kind of attest to this as well. For sure. I don't think that – I don't know. What do you think? Um, I think you are. You're a product of your own success, and I think you pat yourself on the back, and you deserve everything you've got. If you've made it to that point in your life, then you've worked hard for it, and you've got there because you deserve it. And yeah, again, you should just give yourself all the credit in the world. And I think anyone you surround yourself with should uh, recognize those accomplishments, recognize you where you came from, and just applaud you for it. Yeah, 
I suppose I don't necessarily look at myself as a successful person by any stretch of the imagination. And what's funny too is I look at Ben as incredibly successful, Ben Higgins. Hmm. And I remember, uh, I think he posted an Instagram video not too long ago about how he was like, I did nothing to deserve this platform. Here I am granted this ability to reach, you know, millions yeah, of people, absolutely. whatever it is. And I was like, I mean, that's exactly it. I think he kind of feels the same way where he's not necessarily living up to his full potential, although he's doing an incredible job and doing mm. so many things. Um, but as, as me, I look up to him as successful, even though he doesn't look up to himself as successful in a lot of ways, which is just weird. I feel like a lot of people maybe are too harsh on themselves. I think the insecurities, honestly, and this might be why I'm trying to change the name so hard, is because of this name of this podcast. <laughs> 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 if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, that's when you start kind of being a dick, you know? And I like I put myself down so often. I come into the studio and, you know, I talk about my podcast to all my friends and people that I meet on the street, all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, well, I mean... Gonna get a little insecure about it. You look around the room and it just says Dean sucks at dating. <laughs> yeah. And if you, if you looked in, if you walked into your office every morning and had a quote about how terrible you were at something, yes. it'd probably get you so down. It's giving you a complex too. This <laughs> it's not just a bad name; it's making you insecure He's even more. So. Stared at it for hours a day. When you're in here. It's just not only right that, but I promote it on my social channels. Yeah. Hey guys, listen to my yeah. podcast. Though. Yeah, how much I suck. At yeah, it. it is. Like, weird. what if you went home and Amy was like, "Hey, Mark, you suck at producing. Um, how <laughs> shitty of a job did you do at work today?" <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny with the imposter syndrome because I, 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 I actually have had, I've put together quite a little career in radio here. I've been in radio for 26 years now, and I'm the executive producer of On Air with Ryan Seacrest. But every day as I wander the halls here, I, I, I don't feel like, I've never felt like I belong. I've never felt really? like I'm supposed to be here. I always felt like I've somehow gotten to this point. And it's not going to last much longer. No way. I, absolutely, 100%. I think that's just a testament to how much you love your job, though. Like, you walk in and go, wow, this is where I, how did I get here? And that's probably why you've been here for so long. Because you actually walk in and you surprise yourself every day. Like, this is pretty cool. I think of the people who did my job before me, like, those guys knew what they were doing. Mm. Like, I, I'm just trying to figure out on a day-to-day -day basis, get through it and go home. I will say that whenever people ask me about this podcast and, the, and you get brought up because, I mean, essentially you're the co-host of this podcast. Well, thank I, you. Nothing but the highest things to say about you because you do, got, you do have such a, a presence about you and you are so gifted at doing this and you do guide things. You're essentially the glue that holds this entire podcast well, together in you, my man. eyes. That's very nice. So the fact that you're saying that, again, it's the thing to, you look at Ben Higgins, he says the same thing. He's like, well, I don't mm. think I'm successful. I, you said the same thing right now too. It's, it's crazy because um, I look at you and I see someone that's incredibly talented. Even when Jackson was in here, uh, he was like, yeah, that guy, Mark, like he taught me all these things and, and in oh, just wow. a short amount of time, like all that kind of stuff. So, um, it's just weird to see the way that we view ourselves versus the way others see us. I it guess. is interesting. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It is very, I wonder, does, does Bill Gates feel that way? Ask Ryan Seacrest. Does Ryan Seacrest. I think, I think honestly, there are times he does. I think maybe mm. it's humility is a big part of it. And that's important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're someone like the Kardashians, okay, sure. Yeah. A lot of those girls were, were born into it, uh, when their parents uh, you know, Kendall and um, Kylie and, right. and, and whatnot. So they were born in the spotlight. And people like, uh, well, you know, Michael Jackson's kids, even Michael Jackson was a star from a young age and, and whatnot. But I think that it's different for families and kids who are who are born in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. um, but for people like ourselves who have kind of got to the position through hard work and sure, you know, t twists and turns of fate and whatever, but we've always been the right time, the right place, in the right situation, and been dedicated and motivated enough to push ourselves further and climb the ladder, pat yourself on the back. Yeah, and, you, and also you don't want to forget the amount of luck involved and the amount sure. of help involved. Absolutely. And then when you forget that stuff, that's when you start to lose touch with mm. reality, I think. I've worked with Ryan Seacrest for eight years now, and he definitely is continuing to do radio for a reason. 
because he doesn't take for granted the fact that mm. he gets to talk to all these people on the radio every morning. He can take calls from people, that people take the time to tune into him in the morning. Like, he's still very honored by that. Mm. And that's why he's still doing it, because he still mm. sees it as a privilege, not as a chore, not as a hassle, not mm. something that's beneath him. Mm. Where I hear so many people say to me, Seacrest is still doing radio? Seriously? Yeah. He, couldn't he be doing so many different things with his time? He loves it. Shows he's a down-to-earth, humble bloke that recognizes his beginnings mm-hmm. and appreciates it. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. He's one of my biggest idols, has been since I was a little kid. Oh, really? cool. Love him to death. Yeah. Well, we'll him. have to get you in here to meet him. And here, oh, here we are in the studio. Is, yeah. On Dean Unglet's podcast. I know, right? <laughs> it's just, I'm climbing the ladder to meet Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> <laughs> Got to go through Dean first. <laughs> True of everybody. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I want to uh, get, extend one more thank you to, well, first of all, you three, Mark Easton and Courtney, for joining me in studio. Um, Carmelia Ray, season three of Mom vs. Matchmaker which premieres later this spring on Mixed TV. Seasons one and two are available online as well, MixedTV.com. Uh, big thank you to Julie Kane, uh, who just continues with the uncomfortableness. And, uh, you know, we appreciate hearing about the carnival rides and <laughs> these boyfriends that she has. Uh, it's an inspiration, though, at the end of the day. You know, it, it gives us hope to cling on to that, you know, even if, uh, it, God forbid, you lose someone as important as your husband of 45 years, you're still able to kind of get back on the horse and, um, maintain a, a certain level of happiness, which she, she seems to have. So um, keep the emails coming. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com, uh, an email address that'll hopefully be changing pretty soon. <laughs> That'd be, yeah, what would it change to? Let's, uh, it'd be well, dating it, with Dean at iheartmedia.com. I, I personally think it would just be Dean at iheartmedia.com, but I don't know if that's available. Why don't we change mm. it right now to Dean at iheartmedia.com? Can we do that, Easton, or is that hard? I have to make sure there's not another Dean at oh, iHeartMedia.com because I try to get Easton at iHeartMedia.com and there's already one Darn. there. You could do company. Easton 1 at yeah. iHeartMedia. That's what I, Easton 182 is what I ended up doing. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, anyways, I, I figure if we do it now, that way it'll make the change later on easier because we'll already have the email address kind of ingrained in the culture of the show. Have we decided on a name, though? We haven't. No, no, but if it's just Dean at iHeartMedia.com. All right, look into it. Easton. And then if no matter what we change the name to, it can just remain Dean at iHeartMedia.com. And this will be fun for, for listeners. They can just email Dean at iHeartMedia, and as long as it keeps bouncing back, you'll know this hasn't worked yet. And then if it doesn't, success for Dean. Yay. <laughs> I might just buy that domain. Um, <laughs> next week, we'll be talking Bachelor Winter Games. I'm joined in studio by some of my lovely co-stars. Uh, Leslie, Kevin, and the wonderful Courtney, again, two oh, weeks in a row. Thank you, sir. I don't know if you guys are, are excited about that. I'm sure you are, because I am. <laughs> um, looking forward to seeing Leslie. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, great. Why is that uh, really? I like you two together. I don't know. I just I just like you two together. But you haven't really seen us together at all. No, but uh, I just... On paper. In my, in, on paper, yeah. I like it. it and in Us good. Weekly, I like it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Imagining what the children are going to look like. It looks good. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, so next week we're going to be two episodes into Bachelor Winter Games. I'm excited for it. I have <laughs> snuck. Um, I somehow was able to sneak my way into watching episode one, which airs tonight, uh, and it's hilarious. And I've only heard that it gets better. And I've heard, so I was at Chris Harrison's Pro-Am Golf Tournament up in Pebble Beach this mm. weekend, um, and we were like watching him play a couple of holes. Me, Ben, were walking along with him and uh, hanging out with one of his friends that golfs with him up in like Westlake. I can't remember where it was. Um, but his friend was saying that Chris never talks about The Bachelor. Like Whenever they hang out as friends, playing golf, whatever it is, but now Chris is like weirdly excited about Bachelor Winter Games. Like he's like talking about how it was like the most fun he's ever had on a show and how um, the the show is in his eyes the most entertaining that he's produced so far. Wow. And so it's weird to hear from a friend that he's actually talking about a show that he's worked on. Mm. And I know he's done what 22 seasons of Bachelor, yeah. 13 seasons of Bachelorette, <laughs> so he probably gets tired of talking about it. Um, and Winter Games kind of has like the the allure of the new show and all that kind of stuff, but it's fun to hear 
how excited the executive producers of the show are. It seems like a great idea for a show. I'm looking forward to it as well. It's short. We all wish it was longer. Even when we talk to producers, we're like four episodes is not enough. Anyways, Bachelor Winter Games. (laughs) Tune in tonight at 8 p.m. on ABC. You'll watch the premiere. Uh, It'll air again on Thursday this week, 8 p.m., same time. And then next week we'll have Tuesday, Thursday. And then I believe we'll have a one-hour live finale on Thursday. Uh, Be sure to tune in. Live finale. Live finale. That's exciting. Well, Mm. live in in quotation. Oh, you've done that already? We're filming it on Friday this week. Oh. I'm traveling to Honduras with Ben Higgins, um, a, a cast member from Bachelor Winter Games uh, who cannot be named right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and some other... Some Male or female? <laughs> female. Okay. Uh, well, you didn't have to give that away. <laughs> <laughs> several others. Uh, we're going with the Humanity of Hope organization that Ben's worked with in the past. Amazing. And one of my great friends, actually, who's getting married in May of this year, uh, who helps put it all on, too. She's, she's coming out with us. So we're going to be out in Honduras for about... 13 days wow um all right well thanks again for tuning uh tuning in this has been help i suck at dating i'm dean ungler and maybe next week i'll suck a little bit less follow help i suck at dating with dean ungler on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts suck follow help i'm sorry on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts 